All right, I'm recording. Um, yeah, feel, it sounds good, doesn't it? I feel legit, man. I know, right? It's crazy. Can you tell, like, when you walk, when you go away from it? Yeah. And and then when you come in, you get way better. Yeah. I'll try to get this closer. Yeah, just get that closer. Figure out however that feels, How do I whatever feels here? best for you. Do I yeah, sound listen. good? Yeah. Right. Yeah, levels are fine. I'm coming in a little higher than you. I'm going to bring me down. Go ahead and talk for me. All right. How does that sound? It sounds good. What that's mm, about. A little, little bit of static. Yeah. Oh, and it's gone. Go. All right. So every t- I know All I've right. sent this song to you, but every time I listen to it, I think of you, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Every time. Let me find it here. Am I going to be able to listen to it on here as well? Oh, for sure, man. Dude, you got the fucking setup. Dude. This is... This is uh, pretty cool. I came in the world crying oh. Not this one. You ain't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> this song? Yeah, this song. Dude, I'll be running or working out, and this song come on, and I'm just like, Manny. <laughs> I just thinking about you, dude. I like the beat. Oh, it's some like old school. I like this. <laughs> this reminds me of like uh, Cypress Hill. Yeah. Right? Dude, you got all the buttons down and stuff? Kind of. Are you still trying to figure it out? This is going to be a big test. <laughs> yeah, the only problem is like recording a song because what we're hearing right now is going to be on the on the final oh, nice. uh, audio file. Yeah. But then I can also mute this so you can, you can hear the song, but it won't show up on the recording. Ah. Yeah. Because if I was going to put this like video on YouTube, yeah. I would get flagged for this song, right? So. Damn, this is legit. I know, right? He's got the fucking setup. <laughs> yeah, pretty sick song, man. And then we, What's the name of it? We fade out. Ah. That's nice, man. That is nice. Uh, it's called Tres Delinquentes. Delinquents? Yeah, delinquents. The delinquents. By Delinquent Habits. That's the nice. band. Yeah. So now everything I play, like if I played this. We can hear it. We can hear it, but it. it's not going to be on the recording. Production level 100. 100. Topics. Still shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so like. You were talking about your stomach, though. Yeah. Like, what's going on with your stomach? Dude. Have you fi- have you figured out anything else since we last spoke about it? Yeah. So, um, I did. I tell you, I've I got a um, colonoscopy back in November. No. Weird. <laughs> Very weird. Yeah. Weird for the fact that I don't remember shit. Right. I was not and just a man waking up, dude, looking down on you. It was like when I was at the doctors and uh, they were getting me like ready. Yeah. Like I wasn't nervous or anything until they started like, like wheeling me on like 
the room i'm like dude this i've only seen this shit in movies like yeah i'm sitting there and i'm going into like the operating operating room but like right. i i get in there and there's like two nurses one or i mean the, i guess they're all nurses but it's like two chicks two dudes and then the guy who's actually gonna do like the colonoscopy on me and i've never been under so like that was that was what i was like most nervous for yeah and do you hear this attic yeah dude yeah I'm just okay mm. never mind there you go yeah and like they like push me in and as soon as like i'm there i'm like okay now i'm starting to get a little nervous like this shit's kind of like scary yeah but one of the nurses was like she was being really nice and she was like pretty comforting she's like you like don't worry like you're fine just like kind of relax and they like hooked me up to like the anesthesia and the guy's like all right i'm gonna have you like turn over to your left because you know they gotta stick something up yeah yeah so like i go over he goes all right start breathing give me three breaths and i go one two dude next thing i know i'm waking up and i'm like what the fuck wow and it was it was so weird it was it wasn't scary but i was like i've never like i was yeah just going yeah going out and then coming back so quick yeah it felt like it was like 30 seconds but it was like a whole 40 minutes wow anyway Dude, that's intense. But what'd you find? So they found that I have a mouth case, like very mouth case of uh, ulcerative colitis, basically just like inflammation in the like bowel. Right. And once that happened, like the past, this is the third time that it like flares up. But the first time it was like pretty bad. The second time it was probably the worst. Mm -hmm. This time I like, because I now knew what I had, I like, as soon as I felt it like getting inflamed, I like went super strict into like what I was eating. I, I, hmm. Go ahead. Um, I instantly like went. So I think the reason why it flared up to begin with was I was trying to put on weight. So I was eating a ton. And so that meant like I was snacking throughout the day. And I guess my digestive system just can't handle like the, like, constant having like constantly having to work throughout the day to like digest all the food that i'm eating right and on top of that i was like i kind of cut out coffee and i drank coffee that weekend like three days in a row which i i don't do anymore i like completely cut coffee out of my like uh diet but it started to like happen and so i went strict into like intermittent fasting and no snacking in between my meals so like my digestive system gets the break and then i added a lot of berries, a lot of papaya. Apparently, papaya is like, like really good for like digestive. Wow. Stuff. Okay. Um. So that. I started eating a lot of that, and basically, I pretty much cut out like all processed food, like all right. spices. Which the, I love spicy food, but like, I mean, I can't eat it, so it's not. So it's just like I gotta. I cut all that out, and anything that was gonna like inflame my stomach. And right now, like what I'm doing is like. I'm drinking some type of kombucha like once or twice a week um, to kind of just like give healthy bacteria to my gut. Right. But dude, it gets bad. Like when it flares up, like I lose a ton of weight from just like having to go to the bathroom all the time. Yeah. I'm super dehydrated. I wake up like four times in the night. So like I'm tired all the fucking time. My like sex drive goes down because I'm just like right. dehydrated. Like it's bad. It gets really bad. What do you think started it or caused it? 
Man, honestly, I don't know because I don't think there's, they don't know what like causes it. But I'm sure it's just like, my dad told me he had it when he was younger and <laughs> Mexican remedies. My like grandma is like, you're fucking eating papaya for like two weeks straight. And he's like, dude, I did that shit. And it was never came back. That's hilarious. Never came back. That's so funny. So I, I didn't do that, but. Um, but it would have worked. Maybe it probably would have worked. I mean, the papaya, once I started to eat it, it definitely like helped a lot. So like there is something to it. Um, and is it what necessarily is or essentially what is that the mechanism in the papaya that makes you uh, it has heal up or whatever? Um, I forgot what it's called, but there's like one thing that helps coat the, the lining of your gut. OK, so, so what you're like trying a, to do is create more of a lining. Yeah, because your lining has kind of been deteriorated. Oh, OK. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think the majority of people need to do that. Yeah, I agree. They're, they're lying just because of the diets and the anti- antibiotics that you take, you're already screwed. Destroys everything. All the, the lines, the lining is destroyed and your, your gut bacteria yeah. is like, you know, all the bad stuff that's craving all the, the bad foods. Yeah. So just in case people don't know this, like I'm not saying don't take antibiotics because there's moments where like yeah. they're very useful. But an antibiotic. We're just saying don't take vaccines, but go ahead. <laughs> an antibiotic kills all bacteria. It yeah. doesn't care whether it's good bacteria or bad bacteria. It's going to kill all bacteria. So you, you have to do stuff to like regrow that like healthy bacteria. Right. Yeah. But I think for in my case, I think it was just a lot of fucking snacking and like I eat clean, but like I also was snacking a lot on like fucking candy and like chips because I wanted to gain weight. So I needed the extra okay. calories. So you were still eating high sugar? Uh I mean you're a soccer player, dude. Yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily high sugar. I know, yeah, high sugar because it's processed <laughs> food. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I feel like you and Courtney have the same issue like trans trans uh translating or just transferring into a new diet post hard soccer season because like she's like when i met her she was in season and just gorging everything everything Everything. i couldn't fix her enough food (laughs) you know what i mean it was crazy and uh i feel and and she had a a big like transition when it when she got out of college you know changing her diet up she's like i've gained weight and it's just like three pounds but like to a soccer player that's like burning four thousand calories a day it's weird yeah yeah post-college it was very weird to have to like reorganize my diet yeah but even now like i i i even now i find it because i still have somewhat the same level of activity okay not the same level of activity that's a lie i was way more active in college because i had to be yeah but i'm still very active so like trying to gain weight for me is hard because i have to eat a ton of food but yeah. eating a lot of food is hard yeah like it's really that's hard. the hardest thing about getting big yeah it's so food. much food. I've got a client that's uh would not be mentioned. He's not <laughs> he's not old enough to be mentioned on my podcast. <laughs> I think he just turned 18, but uh he's trying to get big. And he's like 170, but he's like 6'2. Okay. So he's, he's just a tall, he, yeah. lanky kid. And uh I'm like, dude, you gotta eat so much. And like his BMR is like three thousand. Oh, so he's got to eat or, I mean, a lot just like of food. Maybe like 20. I don't know. It's crazy. But he can't eat enough. There's no way. Yeah. It's just like physically. He needs to do, do a cycle of steroids. <laughs> that's what he needs. That's that's the only thing that's going to get him to the goals Yoked. that he wants. Yeah. Like 20 pounds of solid muscle. Okay. 
Come here, bend over. Let <laughs> me give you the shot in the ass. Dude, it's it's hard, man. Because without without that, you're never going to be able to eat enough. Because you need that, your metabolism like boosted. Yeah. So that you can eat more. Even though you feel like you could eat a lot at, like he can't even, he needs to eat 4,000 calories. Which is a lot, a lot. That's unless, so unless, much food, dude. Unless you're eating like Unless you're eating food. like Snicker bars. Yeah. Like that's maybe like 10 Snicker bars. Yeah. Maybe eight. You know what I mean? Which is still hard. You probably feel like shit. Right, oh, you, like yeah, yeah. You feel awful. But it's just that the calories are so dense yeah. in that shitty bar. Um, I mean, it's at least like what the, the king size is like 500. Yeah. Right? So eight of those. Yeah. Yeah. So Which eight of those Snicker bars, <laughs> that would be hard. But like if you were actually going to eat real food, like raw food and stuff like that, like, oh my gosh, that'd it's be so harder. hard because there's more of it. Yeah. You just, your stomach's... Dude, my, my breakfast is four eggs, piece of toast, hash brown, maybe some fruits. Yeah. Which is, like, when I look at the... It's a lot of food, but it's, like, 700 calories, 600 calories. Yeah. Which is not a lot. No, it's not a lot. Which is one Snickers bar. Right, yeah. King size. Yeah. So, it's, like, it, it's, it's hard to gain weight for me right now, but that I'm slowly collect- gaining it back. Ulcerative. Uh... I just, I blanked. Are you still hearing that fuzz? Yeah, a little bit. Dang. I don't know what that fuzz is, man. And then we're recording again. What'd you say? Um, I think GT might have just gotten what I got. That's exactly what he got. Yeah. I texted him. He was like, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. Ulcerative colitis. There you go. Yeah. So it's like a combination of, of eating, of your lining being destroyed. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's not a combination. I, I guess that is it. But there's... It, there's different ones because ulcerative colitis, I think from, I may get this wrong, but I think it's a form of IBS and there's only, right. there's two forms of it. It's ulcerative colitis, which is what I have, and then there's one more. Um, but they are both, it's just an inflammation in the colon. Not endometriosis. No. No, that's that's something different yeah. entirely. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I that's what I've had for years. Um, but... Didn't really understand what was going on. And then when I started changing my diet up and just eating healthier, it uh, it took that away Yeah, pretty much. So that's what Dang, I've had to do. I've had to like really be aware of that. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like most, like most importantly, people should like do some type of gut, not cleanse, but like refertilization. Mm-hmm. And no one ever talks about that. Yeah. I completely agree. Like the the ability for your your stomach to absorb nutrients, it's going to improve your energy, your sleep, your your mind. And what's crazy state. is like most people like don't realize like that they're low energy or like that stuff is happening because of their gut because you right. cannot absorb your yeah. food. Yeah, like the nutrients you get from the food. Yeah, it just feels normal. Yeah, it's become normal. Yeah, isn't that crazy, dude? Like you just you, actually you're eating. Actually, you're doing all the right things that you should be doing. You're eating all the right foods. You just can't absorb any of the nutrients. Yeah. Sorry about How that. How shitty is that? That's pretty. I mean, it's pretty tough because I've I've got a client. We've talked about this before, and uh, she uh, she had had uh, gastric bypass surgery because mm-hmm. she had been obese at, at a certain point, three hundred plus pounds. And um, when she got the surgery, lost the weight, started eating healthy, and then her stomach was still messed up. 
she was just like, well, you know, what's going on? Like, I'm doing everything. Yeah. And you literally are doing everything. And it's like, oh, but wait, all those years where you were, like, eating foods that would, like, deteriorate your gut lining, that's what happened? Yeah. And now you can't even absorb the good food that you're eating. It's like, dang, so what do I got to do now? Well, you just got to do... Reset it. Yeah, reset it. Yeah. It's. I don't think it's as complicated as people think it is. I mean, I've, I've never, like, done it, but I have a protocol of, like, uh, probiotics and, like... Uh, uh, some type of husk. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not too familiar with husk. Yeah, some type of husk and then uh, some berries and stuff. It's like a combination like smoothie that you, you just kind of put exactly. together every day. And That's good, man. That's Everyone should do this. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, everybody. But then like, I think the other problem is, I think this is like, when when people do something like this, like a, like a gut cleanse or something like that, you always have people who are like, all right, I took my gut cleanse smoothie this morning. Now I'm going to go eat pasta. Or now I'm going to eat a Snicker bar. It's like, ah. Uh, like I was just about to say. You literally need to like abstain from all that shit while you're doing the cleanse or, or, or whatever, yeah. the refertilization, because because part of that is you're killing off that bad bacteria that's craving that food. Yeah. And if you if you keep introducing that same food, you, you're never going to do that. Yeah, it's not going to change much. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I do one thing, I got to do another thing. You know, I got to cut something out. I feel like that's what makes things so frustrating for, for a lot of people. And I've had clients who have trained with other trainers and they've not been able to lose weight, even though they're kicking their ass in the mm-hmm. session, right? And, you know, not burning many calories in the session, but enough to like make you feel like you're doing something. Yeah. Right? And then, they're, then they complain to me and they're like, and I'm like, well, have you reintroduced, you know, good bacteria in your in your stomach? Have you, you know, done all this? Have you started counting calories again? What what is? Wh- are you gaining weight at a higher calorie, or do you gain weight at a lower calorie, or like, you know, how long have you been depriving yourself of calories? Like, yeah, all that like, takes a you become a principal in a certain way. You're like trying to figure out what's going on. And that the tough, thing, man. the cool thing is that once you do figure it out and you do that stuff, dude the way you could fluctuate and change your body, it yeah. becomes way easier because now you're at like ground zero. So you can go at like either side, you can gain weight fast or you can lose weight fast, but you have to do the work to try and get back to like that. Right. That like neutral. Yeah. It, it, but it, And that's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's really sad for like, well, I don't want to say it's sad. It's more difficult for the people who, A, mostly women who have like, not eating enough, deprive themselves of calories for so long that they have to reverse diet, right? And then add calories and then gain, gain weight for a little bit. Which is and hard. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, uh, we'll talk off air about this one. <laughs> and uh, and then they're gaining the weight and they're like, well, you told me I would lose weight. And you're like, well, yeah, once your body adapts to mm-hmm. getting the, the sufficient amount of nutrients that it, it should have been getting all those years ago. And I don't know how long it's going to take. Maybe yeah. it might take six months. It might take a year. Um, but then eventually your metabolism is going to get back to normal and, and be able to start using and burn those calories off yeah. like it should be. I feel like that's, that's literally like the hardest thing to try and explain to someone. Yeah. Because like no one wants to be like, like one, it's out of fear or not, not out of fear, but whatever they have made up in their head, like I need to be this weight, I need to be this skinny. Right. And then when you like, you're like, well, you gotta like 
in- introduce it's fear of the unknown yeah because they've, they've only done the opposite and then once you start to gain that way they're like oh shit like i don't know what's happening but it's yeah. like you have to allow your body to like find it's like neutral and it's it, it, it if you don't do this you're always going to be in like that right like whatever state you you're in but like you have to go through like that weight gain is your body trying to figure shit out and once it figures it out then it'll like you'll go to the weight where you feel good your body will be like you said your metabolism is good and it'll use those calories yeah and then and then the other person that it really sucks for it's difficult for is the one that ate a lot of shitty food for so long and now their gut bacteria is so you know destroyed that they need to uh, eat a lot of good food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So much good food to replenish the bacteria for so long. Yeah, and you don't know how long. But obviously, if someone's like super obese, if they just go to raw food or, you know, whatever, clean, healthy food, they're going to lose a lot of weight. Yeah. But then that the gut bacteria is like your, your problem now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for whoever doesn't know, clean raw food, at least the way I right. know it, is like whole food is just right. like you could buy at the grocery store and you have to like cut it and like cook it. Yeah. That's like what I would consider that. I, I liked, I used to say whole food, but like people think of whole foods. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, the oh yeah, I got this packaged meat or, you know, I got this at thing whole at whole foods. <laughs> and like, ah, oh, God. Yeah. That's not what I meant. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting. I don't know why we're talking about this. Oh yeah, your my gut, stomach, dude. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I've got that running in my family. I think my dad had it. He was never diagnosed with it because uh, he always had irritable bowel. I had it, never diagnosed with it. I think mainly because I think my issue was like I was always drinking milk. I never knew I was lactose intolerant, mm. so I was like, "This is normal." <laughs> it's very dumb. But then I think my sister has it as well, and she's been diagnosed with endometriitis endometriosis so what's that so endometriosis i think what's well, it's inflammation of the intestine uh-huh um and then also i think you have cysts that grow in the intestine got it yeah so uh yeah and it's, it's just you can't eat anything without shitting your brains yeah. out yeah which sucks yeah and it's one of those things that kind of like stays with you forever in a way it's a very hard thing to uh, to get rid of, and you have to like get it ablazed, like huh. burnt out of your intestine. Yeah, surgery is necessary, and then sometimes it grows back. Oh, it's a weird thing, man. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah. And I, I, then I think you know how much of it was antibiotics as a as a kid. You know, what I mean, I don't know. Does did your sister? Does she take a lot of like? I did this a lot in college, like hungover. Popping out of No. No? Mm-hmm. That that will destroy your gut. Right. Gut line for sure. Yeah. No, I think it I think it just the endometriosis just kinda comes up, kinda grows. Dude, I, I don't I, I get they don't know like what causes certain things, but like once you get it, dude, it fucking sucks. Because I'm the same way. I have yeah. this for life now. So mm-hmm. I just have to learn how to like manage it. Right. And I have a very, very mild case. Yeah. Like I was I said, Stephanie pushed me to like go get a colonoscopy because I didn't want to, but because of that, now I know it's like very mild. So I just got to like really try and manage it. And this time it was a killer indication like that what I'm doing is working because it was not as bad. Good. So, and have you done like a probiotic? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. You think that's helping? I think so. I think it's just the combination of like cutting out the stuff that it's going to like flare it, make it like get irritated and then like making sure I'm like keeping it healthy. That's like really helpful. What foods have you realized that like really irritate it? Any spices. Like I can't eat any spicy food now. Um, which sucks because I love That's your culture, dude. Yeah. It's literally my that like my mom <laughs> makes so funny, such good I mean from time to time I'll have it, but like I know I can't have it every day. Um coffee was a big one. Because I was eating I was drinking coffee on an empty stomach and really? that's like straight, just like acid. Yeah. Um Yeah. So that that didn't help. And that's then true. so basically just like anything that's like acidic or is spicy food considered acidic? I'm not sure. Um, but any so spices and like acidic stuff, just taking that out of my like diet. That's pretty simple though. Yeah. Two things. So it wasn't too hard. Yeah. Good. Dude, I just saw this uh this article said Egyptian mummy thought to be male priest is a pregnant woman. How do you confuse those two? <laughs> Are we that blind now? Oh yeah. Pregnant woman. What did they say was uh, the reasoning they confused it? Let's see here. Uh, Modern humans have excavated thousands of mummies of ancestral humans as well as animals from different tombs around the world, mostly from Egypt. This is the story of one such mummy who is now regarded as the world's first pregnant mummy. How do they know? Did they find like a little skeleton within this? Let's see here. How do you fuck that one up? I don't know, man. Way back in 1826, an Egyptian mummy coffin arrived in Poland. Donated, blah, blah, blah. At first, the appearance of the sarcophagus, experts assumed that it belongs to a female uh, mummy. However, years later in the 1920s, when the coffin's inscriptions and hieroglyphs, part of the ancient Egyptian writing system, was translated, the authorities concluded the body belonged to a male Egyptian priest named Hor Dehuti. Hmm. Hor Dehuti. (laughs) Hey, everybody come to my party tonight. (laughs) Title or the theme or the hootie. Since then, the mummy assumed to be of a priest had assumed to be a priest had been resting at the museum. Nearly a century later, in 2015, a team of Polish researchers started a project named the Warsaw Mummy to engage or to examine more of the 40 mummies housed in the museum. Okay, while conducting the the usual scans of the body, the team found something peculiar. It to their surprise, they discovered that the body is not of a mummified male priest, but instead belongs to an embalmed young woman. Mm. Embalmed. Uh, for further conf- confirmation, they used computer tomography and image technique to scan the body. With this technique, researchers were able to scan the mummy without removing the bandages. As they spotted a delicate ske- skeletal structure, a detailed 3D visualization, visualization showcased long hair with mummified organs. Scans revealed that the woman was aged between 20 and 30. Yeah, At the time right. of death, yeah. Presence of the fetus. In the shocking mm-hmm. turn of events, the body scans revealed that the presence of a tiny foot in the pelvic area of the mummy, thus indicating that the young woman was pregnant at the time of her death. The revelation made it the first discovery of a pregnant mummy in history. Wow. Wow. Dang. Imagine okay. that. You open up the coffin, and it looks like a woman, but these writings say, no, no, it's male. It's crazy. Another big question that puzzled researchers was why the fetus was not removed during the process of mummification, even while other internal organs were removed. The fetus is estimated to have been about 26, 13 weeks old at the time of the death. So that's like how many months? 
26. That's Divided six. Divided by four. Six to seven months. Yeah. Jeez. Scientists suspect suspect that the that at that stage it may have been difficult to remove the fetus from the body or there could be a religious reason. We don't know why it was left there. Maybe there was a religious reason. Okay. Maybe they thought that the unborn child didn't have a soul or that it would be safer in the next world. Maybe. Or maybe it was because it was very difficult to remove a child at that stage from the womb without causing serious damage. Okay. They cool. I had no idea they removed all the organs when they mummified someone. Yeah. That's called uh well, that's the process of, of embalming. So you huh. take all that out, and then you put fluids in that allow the body to not deteriorate huh. at a certain rate. I didn't know that. At a slower rate, yeah. Mummification. Ain't that crazy, I should have dude? paid attention in uh, elementary school. <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> dude, isn't that crazy, though? Like, I mean, when you, when you die and your body is on display, like, that's, what, that's what's going on. Like, they've already embalmed you. That's why the body isn't decaying. Like, if you don't embalm somebody within a certain amount of time, the body expands and bloats. Mm. Do you know that? Yeah. Like, I, when I you see that. a body that, like, comes up from, like, a lake or something yeah. like that, it's all bloated. bloated. Yeah. Would you want to be a mummy? Would I want to be a mummy? Yeah. Only if I returned. <laughs> Only if it was, like, Brendan Fraser, the mummy, 1997, 96, 95. No, 99. I think it might have been 99. Uh, yeah. I've always wanted to be the mummy. Dude, honestly, I looked in the mirror the other day and I was like, you finally look like the mummy <laughs> from that movie, dude. Do you, know, you remember what he looked like? I don't remember. I remember the movie. I don't remember what he looked like. Did you never watch it? No, I did. Okay. Dude, you were, all right, you were born in 94. 95. 95. All right, so you were four. Never mind. No, but I mean, I well, you, you found it the, later. Yeah, I've watched the movies. Um, Let's go. What's his... Uh, his name here arnold they had a lot of movies but they had three of them right and then the scorpion king mm, yeah i remember that yeah that was all right dude dude check that shit do i not look like him now <laughs> dude when this movie came out i made my dad make us go or take us to see it twice i love that you movie so that much I, I was 11 i was huh. i don't know I was like, dude, the mummy's jacked. That, I, they were all good movies. Yeah. I was like, the mummy's jacked. I got to be like the mummy. This dude is sick. And now I'm like, yeah. I kind of look, like look, look like this guy now. And so that came out in 99. And Arnold Vosloo, the, uh, the actor, was born in 62. So he was 72, 82, 92... Yeah, he was like seven. He was four years older than me. He was like 37. This guy. Yeah, he was 37 when he did this. It's pretty ripped for so, a 37. Yeah, so I got four more years. Make sure I, I still look like Arnold Vosloo at 37. Because I, I remember seeing him and I was like, that's a fucking dude. That's a man right there. You got to go get a spray tan. Dude, you know, he wasn't that dark. Really? He looks pretty dark there. He wasn't too dark in that movie. It's uh, but was he the darkness to be is this uh, is this flux? Yeah, he. Well, I mean, he was a. Uh, he's got a tan. He looks a little. He looks like a, uh, my skin color. He looks brown. Let's see. Let's see what his he ethnicity looks like a light skin brown. Right, but not like light skinned. Let's see. He is South African. 
Huh. Yeah. He is Afrikaner of Dutch and German ancestry. Afrikaner, an ethnic group in southern Africa descended from predominantly Dutch settlers first arriving at the Cape of Good Hope. Okay. Yeah, Dutch, Dutch and German. He does African. not. I would have not guessed that. Right? Yeah, it was it was yeah, it was pretty cool. Dude, I would love to be a mommy. In Mexico, where my dad's from in that state, they have like a museum and they have the world's smallest mummy. Dude, it's like this big. Wow. I don't know how you would ever do that to like a baby, but it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. But you know those headhunters? You know, with the, like the little shrunken heads? You ever heard of that? No. Dude, I always wanted a shrunken head. How do but you yeah, do that? So what they do is they would take the skull out and then shrink the skin. Huh. Yeah. That's kind of... Why would they do that? As a trophy, dude. <laughs> dude, you think Ted Bundy's weird? <laughs> Come on, man. This, that's that next level. Dude, how crazy is it that... I, I will never understand this. Okay. Women love to watch like serial killer stuff. And at the end of every like serial killer like documentary they always have groupies right yeah okay i don't well, that understand that that explains it though even the women who aren't groupies are still fascinated and will watch the documentary about the serial killer that shit is crazy to me yeah i was thinking this morning i was like i feel like men deep down get annoyed at women because the majority of women are like so free to express themselves emotionally and men and like and like singularly express themselves through seduction. You know, like that's all I have. I'm just, you know, not saying it's a good thing. Not saying yeah, everybody yeah. does, but a lot of them. It's, e- it's the easiest thing for you to do. Uh-huh. And so men are like, man, fuck that. Like, why does she get to act so <laughs> carefree? And I'm over here fucking slaving my ass away, you know? And it's like, but I want I want her to. But I also kind of a, a little jealous. Jealous a little bit. And I feel like women are a little jealous of men who uh, are like confident and like powerful, like and like assert themselves in a certain way amongst other men. Because like, who's higher on the food chain? Yeah, yeah. Who's above another man to compete with? Nobody, right? Men competing with men is like the highest level of competition because obviously there's a physical difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it, when all all factors are interplayed, right, or connected, that's the highest form of competition, right? And I think women are like, you know what? I'm I think I can get in that. That I could. And then they see another dude and they're like, yeah, yeah, I like that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck Sally. You know? If Sally was messing with me too long, I might kill her too, you know? Well, maybe I won't. Maybe, I, man, maybe I'll just let him do it. It's the story of Macbeth, man. Like Lady crazy. Macbeth. Lady Macbeth's like, come on, kill him. Kill him, Macbeth. You don't need him. You can do it. There's... Always in his ear, man. Women are dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Stephanie, stop telling me to kill people. Next thing you know, I no, it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> Twenty-five to life. <laughs> yeah. Better not say it on Dude, the podcast and do it. I'd be fucking wrecked if I went to jail. Yeah, I'd be scared shitless. Yeah, prison ain't what it used to be. I feel like I bet. I feel like when I was growing up, maybe when you were growing up, it was it was scary. Yeah, it was still scary. But now, since Takashi Six Nine went for like a year and came out, and now he's. He's worse than ever, but more popular. Yeah. It's like, man, prison ain't that bad. 
If he survived, I could survive. Yeah. It's like, it's if that happened. fucking lollipop looking troll, you know, from the lollipop guild. Dude, imagine his cellmate. What do you think he was like? It's like, I got this fucking snitch over here coming into. Or they probably had kept <sighs> him by himself, but. Yeah, I, yeah, probably, probably so. But like, also, what if you are like raped by other dudes in prison? Because that's, that's why you're scared of prison. You're, you're fucked. You're just. Yes. You're just. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. But then, but like, <laughs> Then you get out, you know, and then you're you start dating women, and Do you, you don't want to tell anybody. Well, I, mean, I feel like yeah, if, you get out. I feel like if you're in that position, you're probably doing like life. Well, I'm just saying, just being in prison. Let's say you get prison for five years, you Some get shit raped, goes down, and then you're out. You're out, and then you start dating women, and then every night you cry yourself to sleep, and they're like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> and you're like, "Well, uh, this is what happened." To be the woman who marries a a prison rape victim, that's got to be a hard job. I don't know if a man could do that. You know what I mean? There's a lot that we can that's do. That's a lot. I don't know if I could do that one. That's a lot of to to unpack for the guy. Yeah, the roles are switched. Yeah, exactly. That that's gonna be a tough woman. That's a real strong woman if she can handle that. You know what I mean? How early do you tell them though? <laughs> You gotta wait until she really loves you, till you so guys have been through some stuff, her. yeah. And then you're like, you know what? This is what happened. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck. You, you can't run away anymore. No, you can't. You said you loved me. If you do, you, you look like a kids. shitty person. Yeah, like you're yeah. the absolute shit. Yeah, you person. use uh, social uh, social peer pressure to keep them in the relationship. Yeah, that's what you do. I feel like that's what most women do when they demand you to buy a ring for them. You think so? Yeah. Get married. Marry me. Oh, okay. Now, if we get a divorce, what's it going to look like on you? You you asked me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you asked me. I didn't ask you. That's like the final argument in a, in a marriage. Oh, you want a divorce? Good. You asked me, though. You wanted this. <laughs> you got down <laughs> on your knee. All right. But you cheated on me six times. But you're leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. What do you think about guys proposing to women on like on like holidays? Like say it's Valentine's Day. Why ruin a holiday? I'm the same. You know what I mean? Like that'd be, I don't know. It's weird. I saw a video on Instagram of a woman proposing to a dude and he... I mean, how do you know what to do in that situation? I don't know. But the way he was reacting was pretty interesting. How did he react? He kind of acted like a, a woman. I mean, it's like, you'd think you would act different in that situation. No, he was just kind of like... like he, she, he, she, he was sitting down. She was standing up. And she was like pulling out the ring in her pocket. And he was just like... <laughs> just kind of like, oh, I, I see what's going on. I get it. And he just kind of sat there. And then she got on her knee. No, she And grabbed his hand. It's just an effeminate position that you put a man in. You know? It's like, I'm not... I'd walk away. I don't even want to get on a knee. right now. (laughs) This is over. That's it. (laughs) Stephanie, go die. (laughs) Over. Like, I don't even want to propose. I hate hate the pretentiousness of it. Like, hey, everybody, 
who's here for their own enjoyment that don't know me at all. Look at Everybody this. look at me. <laughs> and then you get on a knee and you propose. Like I just, it's, it's, I don't know, it's annoying to me. But I still, I would do it before I would allow my girlfriend to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't want to be that guy where like you're one of the first ones to have that photo of her getting on her knee. and. No, I'm not having that photo. How do you explain that to your kids though? Hmm. You know what I mean? You think kids would be like, what, it's mommy. Mommy, of course, mommy loves daddy. I, I think of, of... And then when your son gets 12 and he's like, man, you a bitch, dad. I, you know what I mean? I think when if you're that type of family, you probably like try and like tell your kids like... Mom runs the house? Yeah. You have to. You have to, right? Yeah, to save ass. At that or save point, face. Like, save ass. Dude, I look at my dad and be like, you're, you're a bitch. Yeah. Like, like, dad... Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. I'm 13. I'm, I'm the I've fucking man of the house now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 13. I'm the fucking yeah. man. <laughs> Get on a knee for me. No, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I think you got to bounce, man. It's 1125. Oof. Is that good? Yeah. Cool. All right, man. That was fun.